Money FM 89.3, best of the breakfast huddle. Mind your business with the breakfast huddle only on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. Good morning. It's the Breakfast Huddle. I'm Elliot Danker. It's time now for Mind Your Business. Let's talk about how in recent years, fake meat products, there's a bit of a trend there, right? It's gone from a very niche market to a little bit more mainstream now. Would that be fair to say? Well, uh, in 2020, uh, despite pandemic-driven closure of many restaurants, in fact, these were the restaurants where this meatless uh, wave sort of started, right? Meatless meats momentum uh, hardly moved, even as animal meat competitors grappled with deadly outbreaks in slaughterhouses and concerns grew that our food system would bring about the next pandemic. Demand for plant-based meat kept up. And just recently, Green Rebel, which is Indonesia's leading alternative protein startup, has launched in Singapore. With the commitment to make plant-based meat delicious, affordable and accessible, Green Rebel integrates whole foods such as mushrooms, non-GMO soil and rolled oats, as well as natural spices and herbs in the mix as well. I mean, the result really is signature Indonesian and Asian flavors like beefless rendang, the best-selling chicken satay, and even plant-based whole-cut steaks. Let's find out more uh, about their plans to change Singapore's F&B landscape. Online with me is Helga Angelina, who is the CEO and co-founder of Green Rebel. Helga, good morning. How are you? Hi, good morning. I'm very well, thank you. How are you? Uh, very good. And craving a bit of Green Rebel right now because I uh, remember the food tasting that I was at. Ooh, very delicious. <laughs> And you were, you know, just just a bit of background, you were a part of uh, Forbes 30 Under 30 and your business partner is the lead chef for this, right? Correct. Uh, my partner is the head of R&D and product innovation. Well, I was Forbes 30 Under 35 years ago, though. Now I'm about 30. <laughs> no, no, don't give away your age, okay? Don't worry. I'll protect it for you. Uh, but what made you, what made you want to start Green Rebel? So I became a vegetarian about 15 years ago. I initially did it for my health. Um, I had some autoimmune condition. And after I changed my diet to a plant-based diet, um, I experienced very you know, significant improvements on my health. So I never looked back. And I met Max in the Netherlands when I was studying there and did a bit of work. And we had that idea to you know, come back to our home country in Indonesia and start something that can promote plant-based food in a delicious way for people who are not vegan. The simple idea was if we make plant-based food delicious, then we can have more people access plant-based food and integrate that as part of their daily diet. That makes a lot of sense. You know, it's just like uh, in the past how there was this wave about organic food, right? And for those areas that it was not accessible, it was very expensive, so people don't turn to it. I understand you also established a company called Burr Greens uh, before Green Rebel. What's the difference between the two companies? Um, so, Burgers is our uh, retail and restaurant arm. Uh, we've got Texan outlets um, in Greater Jakarta, Bali, and Bandung. And Green Rebel is our food tech arm, which creates the whole cut plant based beef, chicken, and melting vegan cheese. And Green Rebel is a supplier of many other food services in Indonesia, Singapore, and some other countries. So it's the product business. All right. Now, let's talk a little bit about Green Rebel's footprint in Indonesia. Because it's a bit of a partnership, right? It's not like you establish a Green Rebel restaurant on your own. It's, it's partnering up companies that can offer a plant-based alternatives. Are there particular big names that uh, you're working with there? Yes. So we work with Starbucks Indonesia, oh. uh, Domino's 
and IKEA. So whenever you go to Indonesia and come to their outlets, you'll see their meatless sandwiches and menus, and that uses our plant-based meat and some sauces. But we work with, you know, like uh, the hip local restaurants um, that are very chef-driven. So the idea is, you know, to create the products that are so versatile that QSR can apply it very easily in their limited kitchen. Mm. But chefs can also do a lot of things uh, with the product itself mm. and in their own signature, you know, signature recipes. Right, right. I mean, I love yeah. the pizza, pizza from Domino's, but there's too much meat. Get a palm-based <laughs> version. Yes, I feel a lot better about myself. I noticed that the significant names tend to be more American names. What's the ratio like, like in terms of uh, Indonesian local Indonesian restaurants versus the big American brands? Was is it difficult to penetrate these businesses? Actually, we have about eighty clients in Indonesia, and those names represent, you know, like three names out of the eighty, right? So we work with two called uh, steakhouse brands. We've got about 60 outlets combined. So they're the two largest steakhouses and they also serve our plant-based steak. So actually, I think it's equally accessible and the, the, the American brands just happen to have more outlets in Indonesia. Right. Yeah. Let's, let's talk about in, in Singapore though, if we wanted to find Green Rebel, where can we find it? So you can find it in our partner restaurants, including Tanamera Coffee, Lot Handle, Dragon Chamber, Antoclot, uh, I hope I'm pronouncing that correct, the very authentic French bistro uh, that has been in Singapore for 12 years, and this is the first Pandis menu that they're launching. It just launched this week, actually. And starting next week, you can find us in Kopitiam Kilini at Standard Charter. Oh. Yeah, so yeah, please give it a try, and there's Rendang, that your favorite, you know, meal there. And I think I'm forgetting some names. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, okay. I, I think I did mention that. No, but, but, right? but I like the, the, the fact that you mentioned that, that, that you're going to be part of this uh, Kopitiam uh, Kilini. It should be, should be quite interesting to see how it plays into the local flavor. And, and that brings me to my next point, right? You yeah. talk about, it's always easy to say, like at the start, if anyone talks about plant-based meat, they think of a burger. Uh, I'm not going to mention brands, but being part of a local flavor, has that proven to be helpful in terms of standing out from the crowd? Um, yes, I think so. I guess the idea of why we also really focus on Asian flavors is that we saw there was a gap, right? In Asian culinary, we need some meat alternatives that, are, that come in the form of whole cut. So, you know, you can have the whole cut steak, but then you can put it as cube, you can chop it as cubes or stripes. And the product has to be able to absorb flavors deeply, which is key to Southeast Asian flavors, right? When you want to do Thai curry, uh, rendang, sake, yeah. you want the meat to be able to absorb the flavors. And it has to withstand a lot of heat also when you put it as a soup, you hot pot, steamboat. And so that's really the direction of our product innovation since day one. That we want to have that products that are very optimized for Asian culinary. And the, pro- the product flavors have to represent Asian flavors that we grew up eating with. Mm, mm. you, you got to yeah. stop now because you're making me hungry. This is a problem. <laughs> uh, Helga, you talk about R&D, right? Just a little bit. Into it. I know maybe I would prefer to speak to your husband about this, but maybe you can tell me a bit more. I know you guys have proprietary tech that mimics the meat fibers. I've tasted it. Yes, it, it really feels like it's meat in your mouth. Uh, what can you tell us about that? And how closely do you monitor things like the amount of salt because certain parts of Asia we have a very high salt diet and that's not healthy as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So on product innovation, uh, we develop two elements of our in-house tech. One is uh, rebel texturization. So that's innovation in process to be able to texturize whole foods such as shiitake mushroom and create the, this fibrous meat texture that you would 
find in a whole cut meat uh, or chicken. Uh, so that's one element. Uh, and the other element is uh, rebel emotion, uh, using coconut oil and natural pigeon seasoning. And this element is the one that gives the aroma and juiciness and smell and flavor uh, like meat and chicken. Okay. And yeah, those to combine with uh, the Asian flavors for retail product, that's basically what we serve at Green Rebel. And when it comes to sodium, we are very aware that, you know, we have to limit the sodium intake for people to be able to integrate this as part of a healthy diet. So actually, eight of our SKUs are now in the process of healthier choice label in Singapore. And part of that uh, labeling is to limit the sodium intake yes. in a healthful level. So yeah, we do you know have that in mind whenever we innovate. And in fact, uh, one of our focus in R&D is to reduce the amount of salt but maintain the umami flavor. Uh, with mushroom. Oh, you have no idea how happy I am to hear that because sometimes these meatless options tend to overcompensate with the sodium level and not everyone checks. I'm, I'm so glad that you guys are doing this. And, and you talk about integrating is, right? This is all part of a bigger trend called the, a flexitarian diet. I mean, what are your thoughts on this? I think a flexitarian diet is applied by most people. We can really contribute to the environment, you know, um, by slashing greenhouse gas emission that comes from agriculture. And I see that this is the key driver for, you know, plant-based product in the market, actually. So a few industry reports that we've seen, right, it shows that more than 30% of consumers in major markets in Asia-Pacific are associating themselves as flexitarians, meaning that they have a commitment to reduce um, animal protein intake and swap that with plant protein. And in Singapore, we see that as a that trend has become mainstream. Uh, you know, we've met so many people that are practicing flexitarian diet. So yeah, I think the more people do it, the better. Yeah. And other than the environmental benefit, they will also feel it. You know, they, they will feel the health benefits when practicing a more plant-centric diet. Yeah, you feel better about yourself as well. Uh, let's talk a bit of money. Understand you guys raised seven million US dollars. I want to find out more about that. And uh, a bit of a fun fact: uh, Kane Lim, who is the producer and star of Netflix's Bling Empire, is one of your investors. I mean, what's that like? Tell us more. <laughs> yeah, uh, Kane is amazing. Uh, he's a very supportive investor. In fact, last week we spent the whole week, the whole week with Kane in Singapore, uh, oh. doing some content. Yeah, we're doing a food tour, visiting all of our partner restaurants. Uh, you'll, you'll see that content in the next few weeks. Okay. Uh, but he's a very funny and entertaining and a very mission-aligned uh, investor. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so other than King, uh, we've uh, raised from um, some PCs, um, you know this, which is an alternative protein-focused fund, and Teja Ventures and Funder, which are based in Singapore, actually. And yeah, the, we did the raise for our second facility. Um, so we are now building the second facility that will produce about 600 tons of plant-based meat um, and the alternative product a month, and that will fuel our regional expansion in the coming years. And a few portion of that raise also goes for business expansion regionally, so you know, into markets like Singapore, Malaysia, Philippines, and other Southeast Asian countries. Any chance, you know, we might be able to get Green Rebel products on supermarket shelves soon? Because I mean, it's like you said to start, right? It it gives the chef an option, and they can do what they want with the meat. Is that happening soon for? For the home chefs? Yes, you'll see it in the next few months. Actually, we are now in late-stage discussions with ah. some of the major retailers. And very soon, actually, our products will be available on e-commerce. 
Oh wow! Very exciting. Okay, final question, Helga. This is probably the the worst and most difficult question of it all. Working with your husband. <laughs> um, <laughs> what's the biggest challenge that the both of you had? What's the biggest drama that the both of you had to deal with? <laughs> I have to say, working with uh, my husband, it has been very awesome. I guess the major, uh, you know, challenge was communication and managing expectations. So, you know, when you are involved romantically, you see, like, some sides of the person. But when you work uh, with that person, you see some other sides, right? And so compromising on really respecting what are the strengths and weaknesses and professionally dividing the task based on the strength of weaknesses of each person is very important. And just have that professional hat when you are at work and, you know, you can talk about the personal stuff at home. So once you have that balance, I think it works wonderfully. But to reach that balance, it needs some time and a process, you know, for both sides to kind of lower each other's ego and really respectfully accept and understand what are the strengths of weaknesses of each person. Oh, that whole talk about ego, I can only imagine. Uh, but, you know, congratulations. You guys have done uh, very well so far. I've been speaking with Helga Agelina, who is the CEO and co-founder of Green Rebel. Appreciate your time this morning. You take care and stay safe, yeah? Thank you. You too. Have a good day. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.